Did you know that you're already using the damn framework in your life? Yes, that's right. You're already doing the damn thing and you didn't even know it. Well, today we're going to dive into how you've been using it and how you can use it consciously going forward. This is All the Damn Things, the podcast committed to helping women achieve your dreams even after going through deeply challenging experiences. My name is Bevan Farrand, the founder of the Take the Damn Chance movement and creator of the Do the Damn Thing method. Yes, I say damn a lot, but it does mean something. It stands for decide and declare, attend your own party, moments not minutes, and now is the time. I created this framework to support women in going after your big, bold dreams, even after navigating things like fertility issues, losing someone you love, divorce, health issues, all of those things that make us stop and go, damn, that was hard. It's changed my life, and I know it can make a huge impact on yours, especially when you see how you've been using it and how you can use it going forward. Recently, I was giving my keynote, and I explored something I'd never shared before in the keynote, which is that we are all already using the damn framework, we just don't realize it. The truth is that I created the Do the Damn Thing method in the damn framework by looking backwards. I was looking at the hardest things that I've been through. I lost my husband at the age of 40. I went through years of fertility treatments, including a miscarriage. I lost my dad to cancer when I was 24. I lost my home in a house fire. All of these really difficult, deeply challenging experiences. But I've also created some truly amazing things in my life. Mark and I built our dream home before he passed away. I grew my business from zero to over $600,000 in under three and a half years. Even going through those fertility treatments, we had our two kiddos through IVF, and I brought my biggest, boldest dream to life in 2021 when I moved forward with the IVF that Mark and I had been planning when he passed away, and I had our third child, my daughter, Maristella. In looking back at all of those experiences, I started to ask myself, what is it that I do differently than other people? Not better, but differently in order to navigate these situations with grace and creativity and create some really amazing things. And that's where the damn framework came to be. Now, like I said, it stands for decide and declare, attend your own party, moments, not minutes, and now is the time. But what I want to explore today is the very first piece of it, the decide. So the foundation of the do the damn thing method and take the damn chance movement is what I call your damn manifesto. Yes, again, I say the word damn all the time. But what it is, is it is your yes paired with your six-dimensional why. Now, I know when I say to somebody, find your yes, a lot of times I'll say, find your big, bold, crazy dream. And I get a lot of people who will say, I don't know what it is, or I've forgotten how to dream. Now, that's something I've talked about in the past that I think we've all forgotten how to dream like children, and instead we dream like editors. We immediately think of why something can't work as soon as we come up with it. But when you're considering your yes, you have to remember that it doesn't have to be your yes forever. It just has to be your yes right now. 
And so I offer you four questions that you can ask yourself when you're considering what your yes is for now. And it happens to spell the word trip. Now, if you're new to this podcast or new to my world, you will come to learn that I absolutely love a good acronym, mostly because it's easier for everybody to remember, myself included. And so these four questions spell the word trip, and you can ask yourself this for any yes that you are thinking about, whether that is your big, bold dream or even a project at work, even how you want to do something with your kids or with your family, even relationships that you are already in or that you are trying to explore and create in your life. The four questions are, are you willing to make this your top priority? Are you willing to resource it with your time, money, creativity, energy, focus, space? Is it inspiring? Is it something that you're moving towards rather than away from? And is it personal? So now let's talk a little bit more about each of these questions. And then I want to show you how you're already using it in your life. Because just like when I looked backwards at my life to create the damn framework, sometimes we have to look at what we've done in order to see what we could do going forward. Once we see what we've been doing unconsciously, then we can use it to consciously create really amazing things in our life. So the very first question, are you willing to make it your top priority? Look, you can have everything that you want, just not all at the same time. You have to be willing to make something your top priority because when everything is a top priority, nothing is. Right, So you have to say, this is the thing that I am going all in on right now. I saw this so clearly when Mark and I were first going into the IVF journey. We had been going through fertility issues for a while. We actually knew from early on in our relationship that we were going to have to go through fertility because Mark had had chemotherapy for lupus when he was younger. So we knew this was coming. We hoped that maybe we wouldn't need assistance with this, but we knew that it was probably coming. And we had done an IUI. I had had a miscarriage. We were moving on to IVF. And I also have a background in theater. And so I had auditioned for one of those shows that I was so excited about. It was like, it's on my bucket list of shows to do. And I'd gotten a call back and I was on the phone with my mom. And I said, mom, I've gotten this call back. I'm really excited about the show, but... What happens if Tech Week and the show itself falls over the same time that we're doing an egg retrieval or a transfer? So if you've never been through fertility issues, I I really hope you haven't. But if you've never been through them, what you need to know is that when you, first of all, when you're going through fertility issues, like your life no longer becomes your own. You're in doctor's offices. You have to plan around when they can see you, when they need to take a blood test, when they can fit the transfer in based on your body and their schedule. So everything becomes very regimented and very scheduled when you're going through IVF. And so when you're doing an egg retrieval or a transfer, you need to give your body the time and space to rest. Okay, there's some restrictions you have if you're doing an egg retrieval. There's you need to give yourself time to kind of you know, it's it's a little bit of do you really have to do this? Maybe not, but to give yourself the best chance, you should give yourself time to rest and not overexert yourself. I mean, look, we're spending tens of thousands of dollars to do this, plus it is our dream to bring our family to life. So let's do everything we can to give it the best chance of success. 
Well, if you've never been in theater, <laughs> what you need to know is that Tech Week is intense. It is long rehearsals, long hours. It's a musical, so there's lots of dance numbers. You're doing them over and over again to coordinate with the lights and the sound and the entrances and the exits, everything that the actors and the production team do behind the scenes to make a musical look effortless. Those two things together, resting your body because you've just done an egg retrieval or a transfer and going through tech weekend performance are not compatible, right? There is not really a lot of ways that I could rest while also dancing for hours. So I said to my mom, what do I do, right? And she said to me, maybe you need to put the IVF off for three months. And I immediately knew that that was not the answer because the theater, as much as I've wanted to do that show, that was not my top priority. My top priority was starting our family. So I emailed the director and I thanked him for the opportunity and let him know that something had come up in my personal life and I wasn't going to be able to attend the callback. We then moved forward with the IVF. I got pregnant with our daughter, Guinevere. Throughout that pregnancy, we had some ups and downs, but we were able to welcome her in February of 2017. When I looked backwards at my life and I was creating the damn manifesto, that was such a clear example of choosing my top priority. It doesn't have to be the top priority forever. It is just the top priority for now because when you understand your yes, the no's become so much easier. So understanding that having our family was my top priority made the no's so much easier. The second question we ask ourselves is, are we willing to resource it? Now look, yes, it might require resourcing it with some money, but money is actually not our non-renewable resource. We can make more money. Even though if it doesn't seem like that, it doesn't feel like it always, we can always make more money. There's thousands of ways to make money. What we don't have is more time, right? We don't necessarily, we aren't always able to create more energy, more space, more creativity. But time is truly our non-renewable resource. So are you willing to dedicate some resources to it? That means, yes, time, energy, money, creativity, focus, space, And then is it inspiring? Is it something that you are moving towards rather than away from? Our brains can actually not process a negative. So if I were to tell you, don't think about a purple elephant, you're imagining a purple elephant in your brain because I said it, and now you're trying to tell yourself not to think about it. But if instead I said, think about a green giraffe, you're not thinking about the purple elephant. You're thinking about the green giraffe. We want to reframe whatever our yes is into something that we are moving towards. I, for years of my life, thought I wanted to live in Italy. In fact, I even went there for six weeks thinking I was going to find a job and a place to live and I was going to move there. So I use the example often of it's a lot easier to want to live in Italy than to not want to live in Detroit. It is easier to want to move towards something rather than away from it. It's easier to say, I want to be the healthiest I could possibly be rather than I don't want to smoke, I don't want to drink, I don't want to eat dairy, all those things. Because then you're thinking, ooh, I'm not supposed to eat dairy. Ooh, but ice cream sounds really good. And now I'm trying to convince my brain that I don't want ice cream, I want to be healthy. If instead we hold that space of I want to be the healthiest possible, then we're making choices in that direction. Same with, I want a passionate, amazing, connected relationship. When we focus on that with our current partner or trying to find a new partner, 
then we're moving towards that. We're making decisions that move us in the direction of passion, connection, satisfying relationships. We're not just thinking, I don't want to be alone. I'll take anything except being alone. So do you see how we can reframe anything? I want to have an amazing job that I love where I make the money that I deserve, want, and need versus I'll do anything to get out of this hellhole job I'm currently in. We can always reframe it, and we need to because it's then something we're moving towards. And then is it personal? Is it your dream? We spend way too much time going after other people's dreams or dreams that other people think we should have. So is it the dream that you want? I saw this so clearly when I decided in 2020, after losing my husband in 2019, when I decided to move forward with the IVF that we had been planning. It was totally my dream. I've always wanted to be the mom of three kids, and I wanted to be the mom of three of Mark's and my kids. I wanted our children to be genetically, biologically Mark's and mine. And I had that option because we had frozen embryos before he passed away. I know that not everybody would have that that choice, but I did, and I wanted it to be that. Now, some people thought, you're crazy. You're already a solo parent. Why would you move forward with that? But it was my dream. I knew that it was going to be the thing that if I didn't do it, then when I turn 75 or 80 or 85, whatever that year is that you look back on your life, I knew it would be the thing that I regret. Those are the four questions. Are you willing to make it your top priority? Are you willing to resource it? Is it inspiring? And is it personal? So what I uncovered as I was preparing for this keynote and as I shared it was that we've all already been doing this. And I was able to show them two examples that I'm going to share with you now too, so that you can see how you've done it in the past. So if you've ever bought a car, you have done this. You have gone through the trip filter without even realizing it. So when you are thinking about buying a car, the question you ask yourself, am I willing to make it my top priority? So am I willing to say no to some other things, right? So I'm saying, I need a car, then I'm unconsciously saying, not a boat, not a motorcycle, not a camper, not a trip to Bermuda, right? I'm willing to say, okay, the car right now is my top priority. Look, like I said, it doesn't have to be your top priority forever. So you don't always every day have to wake up and say, I want a car, I want a car, I want a car, right? Once you've accomplished the goal, you can move right on to your next top priority, but you are willing to make it your top priority now. You're willing to resource it. Obviously, most of us have to pay money for cars, right? Sometimes people will give them to you for free. Very rare. That like image of the Lexus in the driveway with the bow on the front of the hood, not real, not not real often, right? And so we're usually having to put resources into it money. We have to put our time into it because we need to go to the dealership. Maybe we need to do some research. We need to test drive some cars, right? Our energy, right? It takes energy to do all those things. Our space, it's not just going to fit in your mailbox, right? You're going to have to make space for it in a driveway or a garage somewhere. So you're willing to allocate some resources towards this car. Is it inspiring? Is it something that you are moving towards? Look, Most times, you're moving towards a car that you're at least semi-excited about. You need it for a reason. Now, I will admit that when I had a Pontiac Vibe, it was the worst car I've ever owned. It was breaking down all the time. The parts were like only available like on the moon. So I'd have a 27-cent part, but it was going to be four weeks to get it. At that point, I was like, I will take anything but this car. When it was time to get a new one, which basically meant it almost died on the side of the road, barely made it up the ramp to the dealership, 
I will take anything but this. Once I started looking at putting some time into it, putting some energy, then I said, oh, okay, I'm going to get this Honda CRV. It became the thing I was working towards. It became the inspiration, right? And if you're thinking like, oh, how inspiring is a car? Well, I'm just saying, is it something you're moving towards? And then is it personal? My favorite car ever, bright red Mazda Miata convertible. I still have it. It's the car when mommy doesn't have any car seats and is going out to drink wine with her girlfriend's book club, right? That's my favorite car. That was inspiring. We like drove two hours away to get that car. Now, As a solo parent of three kiddos, six and under, I need a minivan. I need a minivan with a button that makes the doors slide open and shut and a lot, a lot, a lot of cup holders. That is the personal dream that I need right now when we're talking about a car, right? Somebody giving me a a Pontiac vibe. (laughs) We would not be friends anymore. Somebody giving me a convertible even where the car seats won't fit. That is, that's somebody else imposing their dream on me. And again, these things can change. Like I said, in 2013, when we bought that convertible, that's what made sense. There were just two of us. Now, if I bought a new car, it would not be that. Do you see how we've done this? Now, let me give you another example that's like the day-to-day mundane way that we go through this unconsciously. Have you ever bought a banana? So, unconsciously, we think about this. Are we willing to make it our top priority? Bananas are not just going to show up in our house. Look, some of you have a partner or a mom or somebody who just makes things magically appear in your house. Typically not, right? You're willing to make it your top priority. You're willing to put some resources into it, which means some time. You're going to go to the store. You're going to type it into Instacart. You're going to put some money behind it, right? It's only 39 cents, but it's still 39 cents. You're putting your resources into it. You are making space for it in your cart, on your counter, in your belly, right? You're making space. You're allocating your resources. Is it inspiring? It's a banana. (laughs) It's not that inspiring. I totally get that. But most of the time, we are not walking through the store or typing in Instacart saying, I want anything but a watermelon and a banana pops up, right? Most of the time we're saying, I want a banana. So I go to the fruit section. I look at the bananas. I look at the yellow versus the green. I decide what I want. I put it in my cart. I don't go to the bakery and say, I would like anything but bread and end up with a banana. So it is something you're moving towards. And then is it personal? Is it the thing that you want? Most of us are not force-fed food that we do or do not want. If we want a banana, we eat a banana, right? Again, maybe you have a partner, spouse, whoever, who mom who is saying, I made chicken and tomatoes. That's what you're eating. But when you get to choose, you choose what you want. So do you see how you are unconsciously using this trip filter all the time? You're willing to make it your top priority. You're willing to resource it. It's inspiring and it's personal. It's your personal choice. Seeing that, seeing how you've used it. Now, the amazing thing is you can use that going forward. When you have an idea, when you are considering your yes, ask yourself those questions. I want to do this thing. I want to write a book. Am I willing to make this my top priority? Am I willing to say no to some other things, right? Might not be able to binge Netflix. Might not be able to go on a weekend trip. Might not be able to also get certified as a yoga teacher. 
Okay, am I willing to make this my top priority for now? Am I willing to resource it? Am I willing to put my time, energy, maybe some money, space, creativity into this? Yes. Is it inspiring? Am I moving towards it rather than away from it? Am I wanting to write a book or am I just trying to fill my space, not be bored, right? Am I inspired? Am I moving towards it? And is it personal? Some people want to write a book. Other people don't. And if you have a really compelling, amazing story and you still don't want to write a book, you want to have a podcast or or a blog or just share it never or share it however you want to, don't let somebody else tell you, well, you need to write a book because it won't happen. Anything that you want to do, you can run it through the trip filter. If you are on a team at work and you are thinking about taking on an initiative, you can ask these questions. Hey, guys, are we willing to make this our top priority? That means we're going to have to say no to some other projects. Are we willing to put our resources into it? Time of the team, our energy, our creativity, money if it needs to be. Is it inspiring? Is it something that we're moving towards? Even if it's something like, hey, we need to get off of this system and onto another because this system sucks. We stop focusing on the system that sucks and getting off of it and we start focusing on the thing that we're moving towards. And then is it personal? Is this the thing that we all want to do? Anything and everything, your health journey. Am I willing to make this my top priority? Am I willing to resource it with time, money, energy, space, focus? Am I inspired by it? Even if you're like, what I have to do is lose weight or what I have to do is try to avoid diabetes, switch it to, I wanna be healthy. Envision the healthy self. And is it personal? Trust me, even on a health thing, if a doctor tells you you have to do it, you won't do it until it's your choice. I have seen so many people who are supposed to be on a health journey because their doctor says it, and until it's their choice, they don't do it, myself included, right? Until it is my choice, I don't do it. Relationships, I'm, I'm like beating this into us, all of us, myself included, because it is, it's everywhere. Relationships, am I willing to make the relationship with my kids? Am I willing to make the relationship with a partner, current or future? Am I willing to make it a top priority? Am I willing to say yes to that and no to some other things? Am I willing to put my time, energy, creativity, space, money into cultivating this relationship? Am I inspired by it? Am I moving towards this connected, passionate relationship? Connect, maybe not passionate with your kids. Maybe. I mean, we have pa- my kids and I have like passion that we share, right? We are passionate about life, but you know what I mean. Am I inspired by it? Is it personal? Do I want to cultivate this relationship? So now that you have seen where you have been using it, you can see where you want to use it in the future. Trust me, right now I'm telling you, you are going to start creating really amazing things. And if you aren't creating really amazing things, then you are at least consciously choosing what you are or are not creating. Because here's the thing, once you see it, you can't unsee this. So once you know that you could make your own decisions about your yes, then just know that if you aren't making your own decisions about your yes, you are choosing that because we are all making choices. Thank you so much for diving into this with me today. I would love to hear from you about what have you been creating? What did you see in this? 
What did you see in yourself in listening to this? And what are you going to create next? And if you want to get my most recent training where we talk about how to achieve your goals even after going through a deeply challenging experience, you wanna transform your life into the life that you want to be living, then go to threekeysmasterclass.com or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. Let me know if this made you stop and go, damn. If so, leave a comment on the episode, rate and review the show, or reach out on social media. Find me on Instagram at Bevan Farrand or visit my website and let me know what you want to hear next on all the damn things.